the thing that sums this up is a fortune cookie, okay? I opened a fortune <laughs> cookie, and I read it, and it said, if you chase two rabbits, you lose both. Wow. All uh, right? So then I read that, and I'm like, damn. Like, as if I just got that Yeah, from a yeah like a fortune cookie. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. This is, so, this is so, like, relatable, right? Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I got to choose one rabbit, man. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, like, I got to choose one rabbit. So I, I went home. I told my mom. I'm like, yo, like, I'm going to pursue this hair stuff. Um, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I'm confident in my ability. Um, I think I can do it. Sick days. <laughs> Are we ready to start? Team, give me a yes, no. Give me a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Ready? Ready, Regan? Yeah, I'm ready. Welcome back to the Two for Us podcast, where we document the rise and start of Winnipeg's talent and personalities, a.k.a. the number one podcast in Winnipeg. Yes, sir. And that's a fact, actually. Like, I, I don't know if you guys have checked this, like, statistics. That's we are an actual fact, <laughs> and this is one of the reasons why we're going to be a fact. Before we begin, we're trying to beat our city of Winnipeg in subscribers, so just hit the subscribe button if you find any value out of this. But man, this is one, this one we've been manifesting for a while, and it's here. <laughs> Let's go. Let's bring on our guest for today. He's the man behind Swish, which is currently right behind us. He's an entrepreneur, a barber, and much more. He started cutting hair in his basement, and now he owns multiple locations in Winnipeg. Here to talk about his journey, please welcome Regan Tran, aka Steph Blurry. <laughs> Make some noise, people. Make some noise. Steph Blurry, Regan Tran. You go by many names. <laughs> aka the best barber in Winnipeg currently, man. Bro, where do we even start with you? Yeah, yeah, where do we start? First of all, you've been going, you've been traveling, and now you're cutting hair, so you're busy. I know we, we hear you, but we want to know your story, bro. Story. I mean, how far do, back do we take you? We take it back to high school? Like, what high school uh, did you go to? Uh, I graduated from Calvin. Calvin. Yeah, yeah. Ah. I went to a lot of schools, like, um, in between. Uh-huh. So, like, uh, the first school I went to in Winnipeg was uh, St. Emile. Oh, okay. I know where yeah, that is. Yeah, St. Yeah, Anne's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, I went there, graduated from there, and then we went to St. Maurice. Okay. And then I spent, like, two years there. That's where I met Tree and... All these guys, and then uh, I finished my high school career at Calvin just to play ball, you know. That's so cool. yeah, yeah, I wanted to play like a, you know, better league, I guess. So, mm -hmm. so we you're representing Calvin. the Sixers, so yeah, I mean. yeah, it's my favorite <laughs> player. It's my favorite player, Iverson. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, let's let's dive into the journey, bro. Like, this is probably the work that you put in behind the cameras that no one saw. Yeah, this yeah. is the you've worked hard to get to this point and Definitely. build the brand that you built today. How yeah. did it start? Um. I guess it just started with like um, me picking up the clippers, like yeah, first, yeah. first and foremost, right? So I think back then, like uh, haircuts were very expensive. Huh. They're still expensive, right? <laughs> um, but the difference was we didn't have money, right? So uh, me and my brother would just like mess around with each other. I found a pair of clippers in the garage and I laid them on a bar stool in the kitchen and <laughs> just went to work. And uh, yeah, like I think I, I, the first time I cut my brother's hair, it took like two hours. Uh, his back was broken by the end of it, but. Um, <laughs> And it was a terrible haircut. He looked like a zebra. <laughs> yeah. I gave him like some some mohawk thing, like skin all the way up. And uh, the, the the thing I, I took from that was like I had a lot of fun. And uh, from there, no one really had to force me to to learn and get better at at the craft. Mm -hmm. And I I kind of just spent uh, just nights like staying up watching videos, uh, figuring the game out. And uh, yeah, from there I just kind of never stopped. How old were you? When was this? Like, give us a timeline. Um, I want to say beginning of grade 10. Okay, yeah, early, early. Grade 10, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's when I started messing around. Um, but I guess, like, even even before that, I was always trying to figure out a way to, to kind of get my own. 
uh, money, right? Mm. So um, I was walking dogs. I was like doing doing anything, you know, for just just to get some paper, right? So um, once I found this, and um, I saw that like there were barbers in our city that were doing really well for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Chink, shout out Scott. Hey. Uh, those are my definitely my OGs, <laughs> right? And uh, I saw that they were doing really well for themselves. So I was like, yo, you know what? This might be a, a career path that I could actually pursue, wow. right? So. Um, I think that's super important is having a role model or an example mm-hmm. to, to follow after and show you that it's possible. Um, I think that's like a big, a big thing um, in any craft. Yeah. 100%, man. Like learning the craft from the OGs, learning yeah. from them. What was that process like, man? Um, it wasn't too much like learning from them, but it was more so like watching from afar, learning from afar, um, seeing them on social media, things like that. That kind of just inspired me to, to carry on my own path yeah so you cut your brother's hair yeah and then what like yeah, so from there um <laughs> did he come back oh yeah he, he has to come back he's coming home every day <laughs> so, he has no choice he has no choice to come back. he's like yeah. yo get in the basement yeah. let's go run yeah, it up yeah so my brother was my guinea pig for a long time and then i'm very blessed because i have lots of cousins and then uh you know convinced my cousins to sit in the chair too mm-hmm. um start working on them and then i had really good friends at the time um they let me practice on their hair as well and going to a school like St. Maurice um, was really beneficial for me because it's very multicultural. So I was able to practice on so many different uh, types of hair. Yeah. Right? I, was, I had a lot of Indian friends, a lot of African friends, a lot of Asian friends, like all types, right? So um, that, was, that was super, super helpful to be able to practice on, on all types of uh, hair. Um, but from there, I guess like one, one cool story I could say about my beginning is like, um, I guess a, a major thing is to have friends that actually support you. And, and love you, right? So, like, I had really good friends at the time. Um, shout out Abel, shout out Francis. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those are my boys. Um, but, yeah, we went to Winners. I remember I picked up, like, a pair of clippers. This is the first pair of clippers I bought. It was, like, the, col- the color guards. Yeah. You've probably seen it at Winners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> colorful. I don't know. I don't know. I'll take you your word for it. next time, you'll just, just peep the, the clipper section. You guys will see what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, basically, that clipper doesn't have a lever. Okay. So, it just had, it came with guards or whatever. Yeah. So I thought I could fade with it, and I was doing what I could with it. Um, but, but when I realized that, like, yo, I need a lever yeah. <laughs> to even do anything, right? So I remember um, I cut them up one day. I've been cutting everybody for free at this point. Mm-hmm. And I told them, I was like, boys, like, like I think I want to do this, like, for real, right? So, like, let's, let's actually invest in, like, a, a good pair of clippers, and I'll cut you guys for free or whatever. Like, let's just get started, you know? Yeah. So then I, I remember Target opened at that time. It was at uh, Grant Park. Yeah. Way back, y'all remember? Yeah, way yeah, back, bro. Yeah, 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 Target. Zeller's so, time. Yeah, so. yeah, so we go to Target. I'm like, yo, Target got good shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we go to Target, and we found a pair of wall chrome pros. Okay. okay. So I had a lever. It was nice and silver. It looked cool. Mm-hmm. Still a shitty clipper. <laughs> and, uh, looking back on it, it's still a home clipper, right? Uh-huh. But we bought that. Um, each of us, I remember, I remember driving homies to the bank. And everybody took out 20 bucks. Wow. <laughs> you got some real homies, bro. Real homies, bro. Real Damn. homies, bro. I'll never forget this, bro. How much was a clipper? 60 bucks. So I wow, had 20. Okay. My boy Francis had a 20. Abel had a 20. We put it together. We bought these clippers, right? Damn. So then from there, um, you know, the cuts started getting better. Um, I started knowing how to use a lever now. Like, I'm watching all these videos, but I can't replicate the steps because I didn't have a lever, right? So mm. then now we do. So now it's like kind of just moving forward now, getting momentum, right? So then from there, um, I would cut them up every week. Um, then all my friends from school would start coming. So I start cutting up the whole class. Um, the thing about St. Maurice is very small, right? So like right. once you're, you're, whether you're doing something good or bad, it's going to get around, right? Yeah. So then like I started cutting up all like 
the students at school, get my reps in. And then from there, um, it went, what really took me to the next level is when I moved schools. All right? Because at this point, I had a very small friend group. Mm-hmm. Just private school kids, yeah. uh, your close friends, right? So then once I moved schools, that's when it really took off. Because now, there were, I was, entered a school that didn't have a single barber. But everybody at Kelvin had a fresh fade. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you're, I'm coming from St. Maurice, where people don't care about their hair. Everyone's in uniform. Uh-huh. We can't even drip out if we wanted to. You know. Yeah. What I mean? yeah. <laughs> so then, like, when I get to Kelvin, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, everyone's wearing Ralph Lauren. Yeah. Everyone's got fresh fades. Um, Kelvin. Like, yeah. Yeah. So no one's no one like, but no one cut hair at that time. Yeah. Uh-huh. So then I was like, okay. So like, I convinced my best friend Jeff. Jeff actually works with me now. Yeah. Right here. Okay. Next to me. Um, so I convinced him to cut his hair. Once I cut Jeff's hair, everybody at school started seeing Jeff's fade. And they're like, yo, like, let, me, let me get a fade too, right? Yeah. And then once you, like, I was the only barber at the time, so everybody started coming to get haircuts. So what I started doing was, like, um, I lived 45, like, I'd say, like, 30-minute, 40-minute drive to Kelvin every day. Mm-hmm. So the problem was now I had a lot of people that were down to, to let me cut their hair, but um, it was so far for them. Because they live on the other side of the city. Everyone's in River Heights, right? So what I started to do was I'll be like, yo, after school, I'll drive you home to my house. I'll cut your hair, and I'll drive you back to your house, bro. Like, wow. free, you know? Like, I just need practice, bro. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just trying to get reps in, you know? Yeah. Like, so then, like, literally, that's when my, my, my focus kind of shifted. At this time, I was, I was all about basketball. Like, okay. basketball was my, my life. That was what I woke up to do every day, practice every day. Mm-hmm. But I shifted that energy to hair. So I was like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to the league. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, let's be real. You know, like, <laughs> That's like I'm nice, but, like, I'm not that nice. You know, like, so, so I was grateful for basketball, too, because basketball was something that, like, I thought if I didn't get to the league, it would be a waste. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. But what I always preach to people is, like, sports is so important because it teaches you all those, those fundamentals and those principles. 100%, right? yeah. So I, t- I was able to take that and just flip it and use it into another craft. Wow. So that same drive, that same – wake up in the morning first thing on my mind uh mm-hmm. grind was for barbering now mm-hmm. so that's when uh so grade 11 is when that shift really happened for me so then i started taking barbering super serious right at this time I'm still coming for free okay and then i started you know charging five bucks ten bucks here and there i got my first hundred dollar day i was like damn yeah. was how'd that feel yeah this was nice yeah, like, <laughs> we balling now i was in the cab I was like, you want some <laughs> <laughs> you bro like you want a cappuccino like i got you bagel but so then can just start getting better right um and yeah from there um just started to scale my business uh started charging more because i i didn't have enough time to cut everybody for free anymore Mm -hmm. um and yeah just 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 slowly started building from there i had a full clientele by grade 12 Wow. So grade 12 came around. I was a school barber now. Everybody knew. Um, yeah. You need a haircut, go holla at Regan, bro. Like, yeah. That, that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I uh, started taking care of everybody at school. Now, this is when, like, everything went crazy for me was grad. So grad season hits. And at this point, I was cutting all of Kelvin, <laughs> all of St. Maurice, Holy. everybody from St. Emile. We had Jage Bruns on lock because my cousins went there. Yeah. And then freaking, since we're in the South, we had Dakota, Glenlawn. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody. I remember hearing your name. We went to Dakota. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We went yeah. to Dakota. So we remember hearing your name. Yeah. So yeah. Dakota, Glenlawn, Massey, Calvin, 
All Jeez. these, all these. The whole Louis Yell School Division, <laughs> dog. So at this point, I was grateful because there wasn't many high school barbers, right? Uh, and yeah. that's why I appreciate everybody. If you try and be a barber and you're in high school, this is the best time because you, your your entire clientele pool is, is you see it every day. Mm -hmm. They already trust you because they're your friends, yeah. right? So you don't have to build that rapport; it's already there, mm -hmm. right? So if you're trying to pursue anything, I think high school is the best best playground to around mm -hmm. and if you don't if you fail like you whatever yeah, who cares like, who the fuck cares <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like, i don't remember shit from high school you know yeah like, so like that is what it is and then so when grad season hit um this is when i would be knocking out like i want to say like 30 40 cuts a day wow yeah so, like in my basement just like grad season how long was each cut like I, I can't remember. Like, like they still <laughs> taking two hours? Or? No, 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 no. At this point, it's, I'm, I'm a fast food restaurant. So then I'm taking care of all these high schools um, and full clientele. I'm going into university now, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm just like, I'm so conflicted. Right? Yeah. Because I'm like, man, like, you go to university to get a job. My mom's been wanting me to go to university my whole life, be a doctor. Y'all already know what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're in the same <laughs> row. I'm a doctor, lawyer, right engineer, there, yeah. disgrace to the family. That's, well, yeah, exactly. That's it. You choose one. I chose disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You got to put it like that, bro. Look at you now, bro. Look at you now. <laughs> but anyways, so, um, yeah, I felt super pressured to, to go to university. So then uh, at that point, I, I kind of just did it, signed up. Did my first year, I think I got direct entry into science. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was really good at school. Yeah, but yeah. the thing was, I left everything to the last minute. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really, like, it was on the back burner for me. I didn't really care about school. That's my first priority, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm, like, in class. Um, I'd spend, like, 10 hours a day at university, St. John's, uh, <laughs> studying, <Yeah>. complaining. <laughs> like, okay. like, I hate it, you yeah. know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I did that for, like, two years. Um, but I was also grateful for that because I met so many new people. Yeah. Uh, right. So now, um, outside of the school divisions or school that schools that I knew, mm -hmm. I started to meet like people from KE, people from the other side. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That I played basketball with, but we mm -hmm. never became friends. We were we were rivals. Rivals. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then while you're in university, you're, you're all your homies now. Yeah. You know what I mean, so I was grateful for that. Um, I got to meet a whole new, uh, entire network of people, mm -hmm. um, and then everything took off from from there. So the now now I can't even charge what I charge because. Um, like, I just didn't have time, right? So I had to raise my prices, et cetera, et cetera. And then I'm trying to balance school at the same time, trying to study and pass my exams. Mm -hmm. um, and I, could, I just couldn't do it anymore, right? So second year came around. I was burnt out. I hated my life. Um, I was just like, I'm so tired of everything. Like, mm -hmm. like this, this, this thing is falling apart because I'm worried about this thing. Like, so the thing that sums this up is a fortune cookie, okay? I opened a fortune <laughs> cookie. And I read it, and it said, if you chase two rabbits, you lose both. Wow. Uh, right? So then I read that, and I'm like, damn. Like, as if I just got that. Yeah, yeah like a yeah, that's this crazy. Is so, this is so, like, relatable, right? Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I got to choose one rabbit, man. Oh, <laughs> like, no. Yeah, like, I got to choose one rabbit. So I, I went home. I told my mom. I'm like, yo, like, I'm going to pursue this hair stuff. Um, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I'm confident in my ability. Um, I think I can do it. And she wasn't happy, obviously. Uh, to this day, she calls me and tells me to go study. <laughs> like, I was like, study what? <laughs> like, two locations, yeah, man. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what to do, right? But anyways, so then I dropped, I dropped out of uh, UVM, and then I just went full-time into hair. So then I was working out of my basement. Um, I'd wake up at, like, 9 a.m. every day, mm -hmm. cut till 12, 12 a.m. That was my life, you know? Like, Down. Yeah, I just stayed in the basement, had my little speaker, listened to my little J. Cole. Yeah, yeah, sir. Cut all day, right? Yeah. So then, um, orange wall, right? Yeah, orange wall, orange walls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. 
Shout out the orange walls too. If I didn't have those orange walls, I don't know what would happen. <laughs> that 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 shit actually like became a viral thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like yo, the orange walls where you need your haircut. <laughs> That's where I got my first cut from, Jason. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. These guys took over the orange walls after. So, um, so yeah, I just grinded it out. And honestly, the thing that pushed me was like just, just like the fear of like being a failure, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, I always thought like people who drop out of school are like instantly just. Yeah, yeah. the failures or whatever that was like my uh my uh, false belief right and then once i broke that i was like you know what like like that's not that's not the case like there's a hundred ways to get to the bag and school's not the only one yeah know? so i'm gonna prove that for whoever else is got this to come mm-hmm. and i'm gonna make sure that like people can do what they actually like doing uh for their job right so that was the kind of example i wanted to set for everybody and myself mm-hmm. um so yeah just just basically would cut hair day to night and uh yeah i wouldn't even go out or anything it was just my main focus was just hair i didn't even have a goal in mind it was yeah. just more so just i just wanted to work um to this day i'm still a workaholic right like i don't have to work sometimes but i just i just like working right it's just i'm just programmed for that mm-hmm. so then um yeah so i would just keep myself busy with that and at the time i was struggling with uh, acne all right, yeah, so I've been there. I, I want to talk. Yeah, I want to talk about this because I feel yeah. like a lot of people struggle with it. Sure, let's talk. So then, basically, um, looking back on it, I'm actually it's actually a blessing because like having acne make me made me not want to go out. Yeah, made me just want to work. It's tough. Yeah. So then, so then, so then <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, I'm thinking yeah, yeah. about it. I'm like, yo, I'm kind of grateful for that. Uh, but like, yeah, like I would I would just be so insecure about like how I looked and like stuff like that. I would just I would literally just not go out and just work. Uh-huh. So I just focus on my craft. Um, head down, did that. And then um, from there, I'm like, okay, so you reach a point where, like, you've done something so repetitively that you're like, man, what's next, right? As, as humans, I feel like we're always talking about, like, what's next. Of course. Right? So then I was like, okay, what's next? And then obviously everyone thinks about the shop, thinks about this and that. So that's, what, that's where I went to. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, I think the next step maybe um, would be to open a shop. And at this point, I don't even know why. Like, it was just more so, like, like that's, that's the next thing to yeah. do, right? Like, from the basement to the from shop? From the basement to the shop, Oh, okay, right? okay. So then I'm looking at that, and I'm like, okay, if I want to work in a shop, I have to go to school. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I didn't go to hair school yet. I was just kind of just an amateur basement barber, yeah. right? Um, self-taught or whatever. So then I signed myself up for hair school, and I told myself, you know what? Like, this just makes sense right now because I'm not doing anything. And I might as well get this under my belt. And if I want to go do anything from, from there, I can right and hair school is only a year so it's not ah. very time consuming at all mm-hmm. okay right um it's just like uh high school where it's like eight eight to four or whatever eight to yeah. three every day mm-hmm. at red river uh or? this was at mit mit okay. yeah okay. so shout out mit yeah so we went there um and the cool thing about going to hair school is that like or any trade for that matter is that you get money back okay as you graduate or complete your hours and stuff so basically hair school is like 6k or six or seven k and then you get like three or four k back. Oh, lit! By the end of the process. Yeah. So I was like, yo, this is free. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like, why not, right? And you're cutting on the side. Yeah, uh-huh. cutting on the side. So then, like, I pursued that. I went to school. Hated it. It was terrible. <laughs> terrible. I'm gonna get into the. Next. What do they teach you there? I'm gonna get into the, okay, my okay. next division because of school. <laughs> but like, what do they teach you there is basically it's hairstyling school. Okay. So like, you learn like finger waves. You learn like blow dries. You learn like pin curls. You learn okay. just a bunch of not just like. I've never used them on the floor, <laughs> period, right? There's no barbering shit. What about, uh, wait, sorry, what about other people in your class? Like, were they also cutting? Or were, like, you were like, yo, I'm making, like, 
I don't know how much you were making at that point, but like you were cutting like 10, 10, 20, 30 hairs a day. Yeah. And you're like, now I'm learning how to pin. <laughs> yeah. Just so, said. yeah. So at that point, um, I was making well over six figures for sure. Wow. Yeah, for sure. So then like, Damn. and it, and it's on the app too. So like, if you could, I could just check my appointments from, uh-huh. that, from that year and it'll tell me exactly how much I made. So I remember that day I checked the app and I made, it, it crossed a hundred K. Uh-huh. Whoa! <laughs> like, because yeah, at this point, dude. I never, I never cared about the numbers. Yeah. I never looked at the analytics. I was just working. Yeah, I didn't even have a plan. Head down. It was just head down work. Facts. Right. So then the day I saw that, I was like, "Whoa! Like this is real. Like this is something that people go to school for for, for years, years to, years to yeah. get." Yeah. So I was like, "Yo, this is this is crazy, right?" Uh-huh. Um, and it was just humbling to, just a blessing, you know, like to to be able to to realize that moment. So then, um, I'm in hair school. Uh, I guess the people in hair school at the time with me, I took night school. Okay. A bunch of single moms, a bunch of <laughs> like older adults, yeah, uh, international students. It was, it was a vibe. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little vibe. Yeah, yeah. But it would be like, my school would be like from four or like three to like nine or something like that. I can't mm. even remember. Um, so I would do that. And basically I would go, uh, I would have to work to collect my hours. So now I couldn't be in the basement anymore. Mm-hmm. So this is where I was entering from amateur to legit world. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but, but I already made the hundred. Hundred K. That's the yeah. amateur. Yeah. And yeah. now I'm going into the, the real world. Right. So now I had to find a place to work. But at the same time, I got a complaint letter. Uh-oh. All right. So I come home from a trip. I open this letter and it basically said cease operation. Uh-oh. I was like, yo, what's going on, right? Like, yeah. what do you mean? So then I think basically one of my neighbors or somebody uh, put in a complaint and said that I was operating a hair business out of my basement. So now I couldn't cut hair in my basement anymore. Um, I, all eyes are on me or whatever. Like, oh, I, I couldn't okay. have people come into my house yeah. anymore, right? So I had to cease operation there, all right? So that was a big bump in the road for me, right? Damn. So I'm like, okay, now I don't even have the, I, don't, I can't, can't even cut hair. I can't practice what I love to do um, legally, right? It was just crazy to me. Yeah. Um, so then that, that really fucked me up. And then at the time, I had a friend. Uh, they still own it, but it's Studio 27. Okay. Uh, basically, it's on St. Anne's. Uh, it's owned by my, my close friends, uh, Taryn and Tanisha Dillon. Okay. Um, so their family owned the salon. And at the time, I was like, yo, like, I need a spot uh, to cut hair at. You think your parents could, could take me in and, like, sign my hours because their mom is a Red Seal? Oh, okay. So, and then... Uh, Tara was like, yeah, no problem, right? Like, that's blessed, right? Just come here, rent a chair, whatever, and then she'll sign your hours, like, blessed, right? So then that's what I did. So mm-hmm. then basically moved my operation to that salon. Um, I worked out of there from, like, the morning till 3, and then I went to school every day. Um, so I was just balancing that, trying to get school done out the way. And then basically, yeah, so I was signing my hours with Tanisha's mom, and i um, super grateful for that opportunity. And then throughout there, I'm sitting in class and still thinking about what's next, right? So then basically, um, this is when I started looking for a shop. Because uh, I was like, man, like, honestly, I think I could, like, I'm paying rent right now. Like, I think I could uh, take care of, like, a, a lease, you know? So then I started looking for a shop. I just went on Kijiji, just typed in barbershop, hair salon, right? I didn't even know what the hell I was looking for. Right? Yeah. And there was a salon for sale, like, uh, like a shop for sale, yeah. right? And for sale, I don't even know what that meant, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, but what that meant at the time was basically I was just taking on their lease and buying their equipment, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. So then I remember I, I went down, I think it was like after school, and then I went down to the place, 33 Hargrave. Good hair, yeah. <laughs> right, so 33 Hargrave, yeah. all right? I met um, the owners there, uh, 
uh, it was two, it was a nice couple. Mm-hmm. Um, they were asking, I think, 10000 for the shop. Mm-hmm. Per month? Uh, just to buy the setup. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Out, and then I take the lease. Oh, okay, okay. All right, so I discussed with my friends. I asked them if they thought it was a good idea. Um, everyone said yes because to turn a, now I know why they said yes. Because to turn a place from scratch into a hair salon mm-hmm. costs lots of money. Yeah. Uh, I learned that here. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned that from here. Um, and so basically I, I made that move. I negotiated down to like 6000 I was like, yo, I'll give you six k You guys get, get out and I'll, I'll take over the shop, right? So then I go scrounge up all the savings I had or whatever, six k brought it down, a little, little rubber band, right? <laughs> Gave it to her, and she was so happy, right, to, to, get, Finally. Yeah, to get out of there. And now I know why, because she just sold me two chairs. <laughs> like, like, For like, six yeah, that's it? Yeah, like, that's all you got? Like, I got, like, two chairs, a front desk I ended up throwing out. A fucking, <laughs> yeah, I didn't get what? an open sign. I got a water cooler that I had to buy after from them. <laughs> like, it was just messed up. So right? it was just, like, like a, just a room. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like so, so essentially, like, I was just a dumb kid trying to like do something right uh-huh. yeah so then basically um i got whatever i bought they got out they signed over their equipment to me um the lease was supposed to be month to month but when the when they found out that it was sold to a new owner they made me sign a new lease oh, oh wow so then i was like kind of caught me off guard because i'm like what the heck right yeah, yeah, you gotta so then i had to give a uh, first and last deposit sign a five-year lease wow Jeez. right and then in my head, dumb head at the time, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do this for five years. Why am I doing it? Right? Uh-huh. So I was like, fuck it. Let's sign it. Right? <laughs> so I signed this thing. Um, locked in for five years. I started throwing a bunch of money into the rentals, yeah. making it look nice, like how good here was. Yeah. Um, and then this is the crazy part is like, I'm in school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in oh, school, no. bro. So I'm still in school. How old? How old? I'm probably... I want to say 20 at this time. Okay. 20, yeah. Wow. So I'm 20, I'm in school, and I'm running my, my I'm cutting in at, like, the studio, and then I just bought a shop. <laughs> oh, no. The day, the first day I looked at it, I just like, <laughs> it, you know? <laughs> so I bought this shop. So then now I'm like, okay, well, now what's next, you know? So then I have to, I had to figure out occupancy. I had to, I had to get the drawings done. Yeah. I had to do all that stuff. Um, it was beneficial to be in school at the time because I was able to discuss with my teacher everything. She was a salon owner herself, so she Perfect. helped me through that process. Yeah, yeah. Right? Shout out Tanya. Fucking love you. <laughs> so oh, then um, she taught me that whole process. We went through it, the diagrams. Everything was so stressful. I hate going down to that office. It gives me just bad vibes, so I just hate it. Um, I hate paperwork in general. Right? <laughs> I do all this stuff. Um, I got it done. And now my next, my next thing is like, okay... Um, I can't even work in my own shop. Yeah, because yeah. you have to get your things signed. Exactly. I need hours signed. Oh, yeah. no. I need to be supervised by a Red Seal. I need to do all these things. So I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> like, what was that feeling like, man, what? when you realized, like, yo, I just did all of this, yeah. and I can't even, like... I can't do anything, Yeah. right? And, and the thing is, like, the thing about the barber game is like, it's very tight-knit. Everyone's watching you. Yeah. Everyone's watching you. Like, okay, everyone's okay, like, okay, what's yeah. this guy doing? You know, yeah. Like, What's he saying? You Those know? single moms at the night class. Yeah. Like, this guy's <laughs> Not even that. Just barbers around the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's Competition watching. watches. Everyone's yeah. watching. Yeah. yeah. So then I'm like, I'm like, okay, I got to figure this out. So then basically I had a, a really, one of my best friends to this day. Um, 
we're, we're a lot we're a lot more distant now, but we were very close. Um, that was my boy Lawrence. So Lawrence was in school with me. The law, uh, the barber law, right? The barber yeah. law. Yeah, we changed his name to the barber law. <laughs> so basically, um, I told Lawrence, I was like, look, like me and you, where's the world? That's all we need. I just need one guy that's going to share this vision with me. And like, I, I feel confident we could do this, you know? Let's go. So Lawrence took, took my word. He trusted in me. He's like, you know what? I'll quit my job. I'm going to come come work with you, you know, That's like real. he was getting paid minimum wage at the time. I was like, bro, I can make you a lot more money, you know? Yeah. Like, I, th- I think like we could do this, you know? So he came over with me and then basically me and Lawrence would trap it out for like a couple of weeks. Uh, obviously we still need a red seal, mm-hmm. right? We're both in school. So then at the time, like Lawrence, like, you know, anybody, bro? like I need, I just need somebody mm-hmm. that has a red seal. Like we need, we need somebody in here, you know, to, for us to work. Thanks. So then he starts asking around of like, cause he, he worked at Modern Man. He worked at a few barbershops yeah. um, okay. before. And I, I never worked in shops like that. I just worked at a homie salon. That was mm-hmm. it. Right. Yeah. So I didn't really know anybody. So then I asked Lawrence to, to really help me out with there. Um, there I met um, two other barbers. I met uh, boy barber Nick from um, a Saint meetup. Mm-hmm. So we met up at Saint. So we vibed, kicked it off hard. Um, so I built that connection with Nick. Um, then we met, um, another girl from modern man and both of them had their red seals wow so i was like you know what like you guys are both getting paid whatever i feel like i could i could get you guys paid more than that mm-hmm. so like uh they they took that leap of trust um nick met up with me that day and and took my word for it so he came over wow. and then uh that was our team so we had uh me um stylus nick and lawrence mm-hmm. and that was our squad that we would rock out so then basically i'd be in school they could be at the shop with the other stylists, and then me and Lawrence would come after school. Yeah. And then just grind it up. So, then, so it just worked out. So my basically the moral of the story is, like, um, if you're trying to do anything, you got to take that risk. Like, like mm-hmm. um, I feel like the best thing for me was to be able to throw myself into situations and adapt. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel like as people, like, we're like animals, you know? Like, we just adapt. Yeah. Survival right? instinct. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's either fight or flight, right? Yeah. So, you were you know? scared? Were you scared? Oh, I, every day. Every, yeah. I'm, yeah, every day I was scared. You know, I was like, yo, like, this is fucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no 21-year-old goes and signs a lease. Yeah, nobody, yeah. That's, that's crazy. Wow. I didn't even know what a lease was. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no. I didn't know anything, you know? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm coming from the basement. All I know was cutting hair, mm-hmm. and, and that's it. Your craft. Yeah. I don't even know, of like, yeah. like, taxes. All these stuff, like, is new to me. You yeah. Know? was new to me at the time. So then uh, we got that going. Um, it was a great thing. Uh, we did. We had a lot of great memories there. We operated um, for a year. It was very slow at first, mm-hmm. right? So one thing I'm going to say is, like, to be a boss means, like, you need to feed other people. You need to make sure that everybody's getting fed, um, putting food on other people's plates. That's a boss. That's mm-hmm. A boss isn't somebody who just, like, hires slaves and collects. You know, you're actually a slave to your, your employees. Yeah. Like, yeah. I became a slave. Really, like that's that's what happened, you know. So then I learned that that uh, very quickly. Um, that like like I was full, my chair was full, but it hurt me to to see three barbers with no clients, yeah. and I f-ing made them come over here. Yeah. yeah. For what reason? You know what I mean? Because you had the clientele, and they. But I they're... thought I thought like just because uh, I have a clientele, I could run a successful business. No, yeah. that's not the, that's not the case. Uh-huh. Right? So I had to learn so many new things. I had to learn how to. 
um, you know, like market, advertise, uh, get new clients for these people, uh, get my clients to trust them, um, like all types of things to, to, to put food on their plate, right? Mm-hmm. So now my stress turned from I got to make money. I, I wasn't even stressing. It was just more so my craft at the time. Yeah. It actually now it became a stress of like, okay, I'd wake up and be like, how am I going to fucking make sure that Florence has a full day? Yeah. How am I going to make sure that Nick has a full day today? How am I going to make sure that like so-and-so has a full day today? You know, like mm-hmm. that became my new my new uh, goal because uh-huh. I didn't need that. I was already covered on that aspect, so now I have to focus on, on making sure everyone's fed, right? Mm-hmm. How'd you do that? How, how I did that was, honestly, there's no one thing. There's no one thing um, that made it click or happen. Yeah. Just uh, um, an effort of a lot of small things that added up and into uh, making that happen, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, um, just promoting them, um, uh, getting them to greet everybody that walks in, whether they're your client or not, you know, mm-hmm. just get building that rapport, that trust, right? Yeah. That's why I talk about, like, friends in high school. You don't need to build that already. Everybody knows each other, yeah. right? But if you're a stranger, a new barber, um, and no one even knows your ability to cut hair, then, like, it's, it's much harder, yeah. right? So then just little things like that, um, yeah, that just added up into to making things work, right? So then basically uh, over time, the spot became known as the barbershop, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. People, people in the building started seeing it. Everyone started seeing it. So then, then it became to start rolling. We got walk-ins. Uh, clients from their old shops started to come back. Okay. Things like that, right? Yeah, so then yeah. now You're growing. It, yes. So now, yeah. now it started to happen, right? And it started to get a lot better. A lot of stress was off my shoulders because I didn't have to focus on booking out these people, these uh, the barbers anymore, mm-hmm. right? So then um, that stress kind of went away, and then we just vibed out from there. And then, um, honestly, things get better over time, right? Like, it, it starts off as a little snowball, yeah. right? And then as the snowball gets bigger, it collects more snow, right? <laughs> so then basically, uh, from there, everything just became, um, started to compound. So, so now people are seeing, okay, we started a barbershop. We went from a dead barbershop to a busy barbershop. Yeah. All right. There must be some good going on over there. Yeah. You know? so now other barbers want to work with us. Perfect. All right, so now I don't have to go stressing finding barbers anymore. People want to work with us now. Yeah. Right? I was like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. You build a brand, Let's essentially. Go. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So then we built that brand. Um, we picked up some, some really dope barbers. We picked up uh, my boy Jonas. Yep. That was right? my first cut. That was, that that was, was my, my first, first barber, cut. man. No, that's my dog. That was my life. first yeah. cut. My life. Yeah, that was, uh. That's my guy. So Jonas. And then from Jonas, we picked up Martin. Um, yep. And then we picked He's up. A, I'm just the names you're listening are legends, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so, we picked up Martin. We picked up. Um, yeah, that was that was about it. So then we had basically six chairs going mm. in that shop. So if you think about it, that shop was about 600 square feet. Yeah, it was crowded, bro. I had six barbers. It was a vibe, though. Yeah, that's the thing. Though. There was, was like a vibe. small like thing when you walk in. <laughs> And then the barber would be like, yo, what's up, homie? And I'm like, yeah. I'm good. And then just, like, rotate out. It was honestly a vibe. It was a vibe. It was a vibe. And, like, but conversations and going. That little, and like, like, that little, like, room in the corner yeah, 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 with yeah. the couches. A little sink room. Yeah, that was yeah. dope, too, man. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm, like, I'm thinking about, like, the beginning startup. I was like, bro, we had a whole casting couch. <laughs> <laughs> this is so whack. Like, <laughs> yeah, it worked, bro. Oh, but it, it worked. worked it yo. should work, bro. It worked. As long as it works, it works, man. <laughs> So then we made it work. Uh, we scaled to six barbers. Um, it's, it's six barbers plus six clients at a time plus people waiting. Yeah. Plus uh-huh. 20 people in this tiny
tiny 600 square foot <laughs> place. It's a sauna. That's called good hair, right? Good hair. Yeah. 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 Good was hair. that your choice or was that just the salon beforehand? All right. So, so when I, when I signed this lease, I knew that this wasn't where I was going to end. Mm-hmm. Right. I knew that like, this was a small shop. We would outgrow it pretty fast, but I wanted to, um, take it as a trial run. Okay. And basically like if I up here, I'll learn from all these fuck ups so that like, we don't, Perfect. we don't take it on to the next big shop. Yeah. Right. So I always had a big shop in mind, and it was always Swish. So Swish was Swish was like if I was if you guys got to cut in my basement, you would see Swish with a like I had my chair, I had a table of shoes, and I had a sign that says Swish. Similar to this, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So I was trying to manifest this from when I was in the basement. Wow. Right? So wow. I was doing this already, uh-huh. but I knew I didn't like you only get one first impression. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I knew that I wasn't gonna make. I didn't want to ruin my baby on my first impression if I fuck up. Yeah. Right. So that's where I came with good hair. I was like, okay. hey, Good Hair is going to be the brand that I'm going to test run, build it, learn how to do all this shit. Mm-hmm. And then if I, if I fuck it up, I'm just going to abandon it. I don't care. Perfect. That, and that's what I did. Yeah. Right? So then I basically took Good Hair. I, I learned how to become a boss. I learned all the back end stuff. Um, and then we moved on to Swish. Right. Mm-hmm. So then um, that's basically how Swish was born. Um, but yeah, it was always going to be called Swish. That was always going to be the name. I just didn't want to ruin it on the I first run. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Does that go back to the basketball, basketball yeah, journey? Yeah, the roots, right? Like, yeah. yeah so swish, Swish. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say so. that's dope. Yeah, but it was more so like I don't know that word just like just stuck in my head. You know? Yeah, like I was like, yo, Swish just hits. Like, yeah, I feel like that's the one for me. Like, that's mm-hmm. gonna be the brand I wanna I wanna die building. You know? Yeah, Damn. that's dope, man. Like transitioning from a a kid, a teenager to a boss that's a whole different journey man what was that what's that like for you man like going from not only worrying about putting food on the table for you but for others that's a whole different level of stress man Completely. and like you know like you mentioned that you were more worried about others now it's like reading this book is like why leaders eat last by simon sinek crazy man crazy. So like yeah how did you do it were you reading were you learning like yeah because like you're you, you know your craft but you don't really know the business end yet. No. So how, how did you learn the business side of it? Um, well, like I said, I th- had to throw myself in there. Yeah. And then everything that came my way, I had to learn how to navigate. Yeah. Okay. So basically, it was just, um, I did it the hard way, honestly. Like, um, if I was a kid that was able to, like, take good advice and, do, and use it, I would have skipped so many levels. <laughs> right? But I decided to go from level one, two, three, four, five by myself. Right? So I, I wanted yeah. to learn by myself. Um, I was always one a guy like that. Like you could tell me everything, but I still want to see it for myself. Yeah. Right. So then that's that's just the way I I learned it. But if I could give you advice, man, like if if you could get good advice, take it. Right. Yeah. And use it. Right. So um, that will help you definitely expedite the process. Were you given good advice? Many what, times. What was the, what was the one piece of advice that you really took with you? Like especially in the beginning days, like to start off even that first. Um, first shop like even like opening day i i always so many questions about like opening day but like ah that's tough bro honestly like like the fact that i can't think of anything i probably didn't take any advice mm. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of a lot of shit was said to me sure but i just didn't really take it, anything into account because it was coming from people that didn't do what i'm trying to do mm-hmm. mm. all right so my mom or whatever like at that time whatever my mom said went you know, yeah. but I had to break that false belief and like, and, and really think about it. Like my mom isn't, hasn't done like in the hair industry, hasn't opened a hair shop, yeah. hasn't ran anything that is in that industry. So mm-hmm. why am I taking advice from her? 
it's hard to convince them. That's what I'm saying. Right? So, and I had to like break that belief and like, you know what? Like ev- not everything mom says is right. You know, like, uh-huh. yeah. Like, and yeah, I had to think logically, not emotionally. Mm. So that was, that was something I had to learn was, was how to, con- how to like control my emotions mm-hmm. and like be more emotionally intelligent. Right. So then I started to think more logically. Um, and I was like, you know what? I think the best person to give me advice is myself because this is, no one has pursued this yet. Yeah. Um, so I'm not even going to ask for anybody's advice because I feel like it's just going to put me down the wrong path anyways. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have that pressure of like, you're leading the path for building a brand out of a barbershop? Like, that's unheard of. And especially in a small town like Winnipeg, man. Yeah. Like, you think about it, like, no other shop has gone from good hair to swish to building out blurry brands. Yeah. You're teaching your own classes now. Like the shoes is a huge the thing. Shoes, the vault. Swish vault, yeah. right? Like, Hype beast community. Bro, like, you ventured out into everything. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever have that pressure of, like, leading the path for other people too? Um, yeah. Yes and no. I feel like everyone is on their own path. Um, if someone could take anything from my path, um, I'd, I'd be humbled for, for that to happen. Um, but once I, I did realize what you're saying is that, like, once uh, my, my cousins started to grow up, and I was like, man, I don't want my cousins to be working minimum wage or whatever. We all been there. Uh, we all worked the minimum wage jobs and stuff like that, and I didn't want them to have to go through that. Hmm. So then I guess um, I took the initiative to start teaching them, and then that's when I learned that, you know what, I love teaching. So then I started to really double down on that. Um, and then the fact of, like, putting food on other people's tables and that stress it was actually very rewarding, mm-hmm. right? Because on the other side, I got to see um, my barbers take care of their families. I, I, I got to see um, just some beautiful shit, honestly. Yeah, just some beautiful shit. And, like, fuck, from there, um, my whole focus changed from, like, wanting to just cut hair to, like, actually wanting to empower people. So, like, that's that's kind of, like, the, the switch that happened there. Damn. Yeah. Was there a moment during your career where, you like, especially in those early days when things were difficult, where you were like, hey, man, like, it's been a couple of days. Like, this is going. I, like, I don't know if this is for me. Um, I think the only thing that made me think it wasn't for me was, like, me not taking, like, the university route because that was just drilled into my head. Uh-huh. All right? So, like, when you're born, like your beliefs are, like, instilled into you by your parents or, like, uh, your peers or whoever is mm-hmm. around you, right, that's raising you. So I felt like that was my, my main belief was, like, if I don't go to school, I'm going to be a, a failure or whatever. So then, like, um, basically I read a book. I can't remember what book it was because I've read a lot since. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, this book changed my life because it taught me how to break false beliefs. It taught me what a false belief was. Yeah. Right? I didn't know what that was, right? And it basically touched on rules, rules, right? So these are like that is like instilled into you from a kid, and then you have to question everything, mm-hmm. right? So I, I had a lot of moments where I had to like self reflect, and think like, yo, is this belief like limiting me right now? You know what I mean? And most most of my beliefs were, right? So then once I started to break that, I started to like just see the world from a different view, from my own view, not not from a view that was like instilled into me. Right. When a lot of people like take this journey, man, they like they want to bring in the best, right? But what I've noticed from all the like just following you over the years, man, you brought in family, mm-hmm. and that's that's a major difference. Like you teaching your cousins how to cut, you teaching like other barbers, like close friends, like man, having people that bought you your first clips. Yeah, right. That like, story's chill. That's insane. <laughs> Are there any moments where like that, that convincing them, like, man, like one day I'm gonna 
pay you back and pay you back more was it can you ever share like a moment that like man this this is this is was the reason why i built swish mm, i guess like um could you rephrase that one so like you know like we touched on it like you brought in your cousins you started yeah, teaching yeah. that and then you saw your friends like achieve things that you never like could have thought about right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. can you share a moment that like like when that was it when your homies achieve their dreams because of you what yeah was that feeling like that was like that was a feeling i can't even describe it was just very powerful mm -hmm. right so like um man it was just beyond myself you know I, I i can't even put it into words of like what i felt at the time it was just it was just beautiful you mm -hmm. know like to be able to see that and like know that you're a part of the reason even like even remotely a part of the reason why this is happening like really really like motivated me and inspired me to like i don't know i don't <laughs> i can't even put it into words bro i feel you i feel I you. can't even put it into words but it's a beautiful feeling bro empowering other people and like making sure that they're good is like mm. big it's big for me yeah let's transition so good hair does very well okay <laughs> yeah because that that was the first shop yeah. that we went to Jonas yeah, was the yeah, first yeah, guy yeah. walked in there community building and then you started, when was the transition to be like, okay, this is, good hair's done its thing. I know what I'm doing. Time to bring my baby into this. Okay. Time so, to build my empire. All right. So basically two years in, everything's looking blessed. I'm able to take vacations, chill, um, still work. Everyone's eating. I leave the shop. I, if I left, um, it was blessed because my clients would, would go to the barbers. Everyone was busy. Everyone was great. It, it, was, a, it was a great thing, right? So then... Um, Obviously, it was starting to get crammed. Um, the AC broke. Um, things started going bad. Like, there's, there's six people in the shop with their six clients. Everyone's waiting. So, it's like 20 people in the shop at a time is f***ing hot. Yeah. Or, like, or like just small. Yeah. Not enough space, right? So, then I'm thinking, like, okay, at that point, now I'm like, okay, now it's time to, like, start looking for another place. At this time, I'm still locked into the lease for three years, right? So I'm like, yeah, I have to figure this out still. But, like, I want to move on, you know? Like, yeah. I'm a very impatient person. That's something I'm going to say about myself, yeah. um, first and foremost. Like, I, I want, when I want something, I want it now. Like, I need it now. Yeah. Um, and I felt like it's been, um, it's, that has been beneficial and detrimental to me because I rush into things. But at the same time, I act on my intuition, right? And, and that's important because how many times have you all gotten an idea and didn't act on it, and then some one of your homies did it. Yeah. Or, like, somebody else. That feeling. It's a you know feeling. Yeah, the yeah. feeling of regret, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So then, so then, like, I was tired of, like, having all these great ideas and seeing other people take it because I didn't act on it. So then that's why I was so impatient with things. And like, if something came to me, I wanted to act on it, like, right there, mm -hmm. right? So once I felt like we were at that point, we need to expand, I started looking for another shop. Um, I found myself a leasing agent, you know, this time around. I only found a nice <laughs> guy. They, like, walked me through shit. Read the lease agreement with me. Like, I didn't even know what I signed the first time, right? <laughs> so then found that. Um, we went to a few different spots. Uh, and then Borders Anonymous was the shop. Okay. Uh, they were closing down. And then basically it fit my criteria that I gave my, my agent. Uh, he told me to come by. It was so close to my house. I was like, yo, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. um, great big space. Um, so everything was perfect for me with this spot. Um, so then I, I, I put my first and last in, the deposit, signed that lease, and then basically I had three months to, like, reno and then do all that stuff, right? So then I got it rolling. Uh, before I signed the lease, I already ordered uh, the chairs in. I ordered the stations in. I already knew, I knew exactly what to do because I already did it. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. 
So I was able to do it a lot quicker this time. Um, I had the capital to do it, right? So then um, that's another thing is I risked all my capital, right? Mm -hmm. I was a guy who never borrowed money from nobody, right? I didn't like taking loans. I didn't like the idea of loans. Um, I was dumb. (laughs) Very dumb. Um, And, yeah, I I just wanted to do things my way with my money, take my risks so that if anything fails, it's on me. Right. So I did that. I poured all my savings into the shop. Um, freaking. How much? How much? If you don't mind saying. <sighs> Upwards of six figures. Wow. Yeah. So then I threw like six figures into here. Um, basically built this from scratch from a, a skateboard shop. We had to rip out carpet. We had to do a lot of stuff. Knock down some walls. Um, so we did that. And then. Now this is a whole different beast. Mm-hmm. To, to take on, right? So now I have this massive lease that's four times as much as the, the other one. I've got no barbers, mm-hmm. no new barbers. I only have the six that I'm working with. Yeah. Um, and then throughout this process, um, I'm explaining the vision to my barbers. I'm telling them what's going to happen, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we're going through a transition phase, right? So then we're starting to... As I'm, as I'm renewing this place, I'm still running the other shop. Mm-hmm. I had to figure out, okay, we need to pick up more barbers, right? So we picked up a barber from Brandon. His name was Thomas. Thomas Nichols. Shout out Thomas. T-Nix. He cut me too, man. Yeah. Yeah. T-Nix is actually a cop now. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, awesome, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I love to see him. It's he crazy. T- every time I sat in the chair, he's like, man, that's what I want to do. I'm like, yeah. yo, go chase that, yeah. bro. I love that now. Life's crazy, bro. Well, fucking, yeah, shout out T-Nix uh, for believing in it. And basically, T-Nix came by. Uh, we had Marco yep. come by. Um, so, so these are guys that, like, you know, once, once word got around that we're opening a bigger shop, like, they were, they were with the vision, and, and I'm grateful for all of them. Um, so they came by, and now we are going through some issues because now we have an overload of barbers mm-hmm. in, in the small shop. Yeah, yeah. Right? So we had to start sharing stations. We had to start doing this and that. Some barbers would get mad. Mm-hmm. I lost... A lot of close friends about yeah. this process, yeah. right? So basically, um, I, I came in that day, um, and Lawrence just lost it. Yeah. Just lost it because somebody was in his, his chair uh, or whatever it was, and just that was, that was done, mm-hmm. right? So he, he decided to part ways. Mm-hmm. Um, some shit was going on with, with Jonas or whatever, so that was – I'm not going to touch on that. Yeah. That yeah. was that. Um, so I lost two of my closest homies, like those yeah. are my brothers. You know, these are guys that like you spend more time with than your own family. Yeah, because you're working all day with the same guys, mm-hmm. right? And you go home just, just to sleep, and you can wake up and you see the same guys. Like these are my boys, right? Mm-hmm. So I lost, I lost both of them coming into here. So now I'm like super stressed. So I'm like, I lost my two heaviest hitters. I lost and two great friendships. Um, and I have this whole beast to, to deal with Story. and this little this little shop that is still locked in for three years, <laughs> right? So then um, I had to deal with that. Um, and basically, same thing, like, I just threw myself into the, into the fire and then adapted to it. Um, and then that's when I started to look to my cousins. And I'm like, you know what, bro, we need some help. And I'm like, <laughs> like, you got to run the show now. Yeah, yeah. like, we need some barbers, Here's right? Here's the Clippers. <laughs> and and I, it was like, a part of me, it was like, I just felt like I had invested so much time um, and love in, into these people. 
only just to see them go away, right? Yeah. And that's when I was like, yeah, I'm doubling down on my family. You know, like, I don't want them to work minimum wage jobs, and my family's not going nowhere. I don't care if you get mad at me. We're going home to the same place, whatever. That dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dinner's at six. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't run, you know? So then that's why I was really focused on, like, um, empowering my my cousins and my family. So that's that's why um, I've spent a lot of time with them, teaching them, Mm -hmm. and, like, just getting to where they're at, right? So then... uh, that worked out really well. So we came here. Uh, three months go by. Three free months go by. Uh-huh. Uh, now, now the big leagues are starting. This is when the fucking money's getting taken out of your account now. <laughs> and it's, it's real, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking real. Oh. And this is when I realized, I'm like, I'm like, buddy, like, signing a lease, anybody could do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like this, isn't, this isn't anything special or, or crazy. What's special or crazy is making it successful and making it work. Yeah. Right? So then now I had to, like, really figure out how to run the business. Um, for a long time, we were just barely getting by. Um, we had me, um, a few of the barbers, right, um, just barely getting by. Nobody really had clients. We're a new shop. Nobody even knows we're a barbershop, mm-hmm. right? That's why I had to put a big barbershop <laughs> on its windows. <laughs> like, nobody even knew what the fuck we were. Yeah. Just swish, what is that, you know? <laughs> um, so then we had to figure that out. Um, and then at the same time, it was still an issue with the, with the small shop. Because I moved everybody over. Mm-hmm. So you right? still got to run that. That's yeah. what I'm yeah. saying. So then that's why you guys kind of seen me. Like, I had to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. I had to work there by myself. Um, just, just to, Keep I don't even know, just to use it because I'm paying for it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, uh-huh. might as well, right? So then that was, that was a big headache. And then I went through a few stressful sales of the shop. I found people to buy the shop. Uh, first guy didn't work out. Um, but that's okay. Then I found another guy that worked out good. Mm-hmm. So then that shop, that was like a big stress on me. For a long time, because I was like, man, I'm locked into this thing. I don't need it anymore. I don't want it. Um, so, like, that was a big stress for me. So I got rid of that. Um, and then I was able to focus on the shop, right? So then for the first year, I want to say, we were very slow. We were, like, lacking clients. We needed clients. We had more barbers than clients. We were like the Apple store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You walk right. in, they're ready to serve you. We You're like <laughs> the Apple store. So the Apple store, you go in, there's 20 employees, maybe five customers. Uh-huh. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. Anything you want. Yeah, Anything you want. Yeah. So that was us. Wow. That was us. So <laughs> That's a good analogy. Yeah, well, that was us. So then basically we rocked it out like that for a bit. Um, you know, we started to fill more chairs, but that didn't mean anything for us because we didn't have the clients. Yeah. Right? So then... Um, Honestly, it was just more so like I feel like every business, no matter new or old or whatever, has to go through that phase yeah. of like just, just fucking sucking for a long time, you know? So we, we just ate, ate shit for, for months. Um, some people left, some people stayed, um, whatever it was, but we, we boiled down to whoever was with the vision, really. And then we built our, uh, the team from there. And as a team, we started to, to work together and not as just solo Right, I started to have team meetings and actually talk about our vision and mm-hmm. what we're working towards and, and why it's so important that we're building this as a team. This is our foundation. This is going to benefit all of us because once we have a brand to uh, umbrella us under, like all of us are going to benefit from it. Right, so understanding that and getting everybody on the same page was a big thing. Right, because we have barbering is a it's a one on one thing. Right, it's just a solo solo guy. So you have to learn how to. It's like turning a bunch of golfers into team players. Yeah. <laughs> That's Don't a, work. That's easy. a one man sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, so, so I had to figure out how to do that, right? So yeah. then once we did that, then we started really making moves, right? So then 
Um, that's when we became a barber shop. Uh, people started knowing about us. Um, people started trusting all the barbers in the shop. Um, and then, and then yeah, we just kind of kept snowballing from there. Mm-hmm. So basically throughout all this is like I never really got to enjoy the fruition of the labor that we put in. Because, for example, we, we built good hair for two, three years, and then it became fruitful, yeah. and then I scrapped something. it. Yeah. Something else, right? So then I was just eating shit this whole time, and I was just like, man, this sucks, you know? Like, mm-hmm. why am I doing all this stuff? So, so constant, that constant doubt in your mind, I yeah. feel like is, is something entrepreneurs all, all go through. 100%. Every yeah. day, it's like, man, am I doing the right thing? Or is, is this, you know what I mean? So I was going through that heavy. Um, so I was going through that, and then... Um, Honestly, now at this point is when I'm I'm starting to feel like the fruits of, of my labor are starting to like actually come to life now. Now now I feel like okay now we provided jobs for people, we're empowering people, uh, we're we're giving great service to the city, uh, we're taking care of it, uh, a lot of people um, when it comes to their hair needs. So like now I'm starting to really it's starting to really hit me and like now I'm starting to feel like more a lot more grateful for for this entire process. But for the longest time it was just eat shit eat shit eat shit eat shit. <laughs> yeah. What's you, the okay. go ahead. What's the final vision? Uh, the final vision, um, there will never be a final vision. Um, I, think, I think forever, like, there's always going to be uh, something next or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But um, from now, I've kind of put um, a little bit of thought into it. Um, I don't have a lot of time to, to really sit and, like, reflect nowadays, mm-hmm. uh, especially with my daughter and, like, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, by the same time, when I, when I opened the shop, um, unexpectedly, mm-hmm. um, I, had a, I had my daughter. Right, so like basically, my girl was my girl found out she was pregnant at six months. Wow, and yeah, so so I, <laughs> I signed this that. lease, yeah, yeah, and then I find out my kid is arriving, and I'm like, wait a second, yeah. this is crazy, yeah, yeah, right. So then the shop opened September, my kid came October, right, wow. and I have to fucking figure this out. So then now you really gotta, yeah, go. yeah, so I had to go hard, you know. Now so it's then, not only you, it's not oh, only your brothers, it's not, not only your homies, yeah, it's everybody. You got someone, yeah, someone really, I gotta <laughs> really, take yeah, care of. yeah, yeah. Uh. So then, like, balancing all that was just, just super stress, mm-hmm. super stress. But, um, I'm grateful I made it through, I didn't kill myself, <laughs> so, <laughs> especially being a dad and being a barber at the same it's time, a lot, it's yeah. A lot. Was it I a bless, blessing in disguise, you'd say? I'd say so. I love my daughter, she's, she's changed my life for the better, um, she makes me so happy. Um, no, I, there's no regrets. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 that's great. When you put the words swish on the front, what'd that feel like? The opening day, what'd that feel like? Did you guys pop some bottle, bottles in here? What was it? September what? Uh, September 28th, 2018? <laughs> yeah, we had a grand opening. Yeah. Um, it was, this was a vibe. It was super dope. Um, but, I, like, yeah, I guess, like, when we put, like, it, it was a big deal just turning, just, just having the keys to the place mm-hmm. and calling this our place. Yeah. Right? That was a big feeling. Um, but I don't want to say, like, when we put this put the sign up because uh, our sign's kind of shitty. No, no, our sign is that it was a decal. Yeah. That okay. went over the old sign. Yeah. But it was, like, not even measured. Yeah, if you guys look at it, you can see it's, like, you see the old sign is red. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was pretty pissed off about that sign, actually. I was like, yo, what the f***? <laughs> 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 to this day, to this day, I'm still thinking about replacing it. Honestly, so I never. I, I, I think it, leave I was, it, bro. It so tells a story. Feel, yeah, my feeling with that sign it was just not a okay, good feeling. Okay, never mind. Like, but like the question. feeling of opening the shop was great. Okay. It was great. Yeah, yeah, it was great. What was the highest moment? What was the moment where you're like, "Damn, this is me," mm. or "This is us." This is like we made it. But yeah, like you throw on like started from the bottom of Drake in the car, and you're like, 
this is where we are now. <laughs> what's the now we're here part? <laughs> we know we started from the bottom, but <laughs> what's the here. now we're here? I guess that moment. Um, or are you there yet? What? No. No. Not there yet. Nah. When not do you think yet. you'll be there? Or, like, what's the goal? Is it, like, money-wise? or? <laughs> it's just more so, like, I think I just have a lot of um, life to figure out first. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the thing is, like, everything starts with you. Right, and that's what I began to realize. I was like, I was like, if I was feeling stressed, if I was feeling sad, the business felt it, people felt it, everyone felt it, mm-hmm. right? Because if it's something you built, you're the foundation. Yeah, that's that's everything's on you, you know. So then, like, I think my focus this year has shifted from I gotta work on business, I gotta make this successful, I gotta do this. I, it's shifted to I gotta heal, I gotta make sure I'm 100% before anything. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm working on myself right now. Little traumas I got to go through. I don't want to talk about it. But, yeah, just things I got to I gotta go through that um, I went through in my life that is still affecting me. Mm-hmm. So I, I need to figure that shit out before I can really, really, like, scale and, and propel this thing. Were there ever moments you thought, man, start from the journey. This is not going to work. Like, this barber stuff I'm not cut out for. I was – I never – doubted myself as a barber i doubted myself as a boss mm. quote that moment of silence yeah so like it wasn't it wasn't more so like it i was always confident in my ability as a barber like i knew i could i i could do this shit, you know like it doesn't matter like me like, by myself or whatever yeah. i could handle it you know mm-hmm. but like when it came to like um taking care of like business and other people and like all these things that's when when the doubt and the fears um started to come in so that's the stuff i had to work through How'd you battle, battle that? How'd I battle that? Um, I still battle it's it. Oh, yeah, it's tough. I still battle it. Um, <laughs> just every day, it's just, it's, it just yeah. head down. Yeah, I just, feel like, I just feel like when you, when you run a business, like, I don't think that feeling uh, goes, away. Yeah, goes away. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. I mean, so it's, like, it's like the price you pay. Of course, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's the dues you pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just a part of it. Like, it's not yeah. only that you have one business. You got the blurry brand, yeah. <laughs> um, Baby Bliss, uh, yeah. uh, Swish, Vault. Yeah. What was the idea of like expanding the brand beyond just a hair you got salon? Got a clothing line as well. A yeah. clothing, clothing line too. Yeah, yeah. Swish Canada. Yep. A lot. Of, a lot of things. So, yeah. what was the idea of expanding um, beyond just like a, a salon? Shop. Yeah, just a barbershop salon. I felt like salon. I wanted to be the epitome of follow your passion. Mm. All right. So basically. Like I decided that like anything that I enjoyed and was very passionate about, I would pursue, and that would that would set an example for others to do the same. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't I wanted to create more barbers. It was more so I wanted to take a different route, break down some different doors to show people that like you know what if you really like what you're doing, like you could be successful at it. It wasn't it wasn't just a hair thing for me. I didn't really. It wasn't just uh, um, I'm trying to make more barbers, like mm-hmm. trying to inspire more barbers. It was ju- I was trying to inspire kids who were stuck doing studying shit that they did not want to study and they didn't want to do, and I wanted them to to really break that door down for themselves and like pursue whatever the fuck it, w- it was that they wanted to do. So when you see I'm very passionate about shoes, I made a business out of it. I'm, I'm very passionate about clothing. I'm gonna pursue that. I'm very passionate about uh, hair. I'm gonna pursue that. Mm-hmm. That's the example I wanted to set. It wasn't. It wasn't like, oh, I'm trying to get more people to cut hair. It was more so I want people to chase their dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, and the only way to do that is to provide that example through action. Yeah, yeah. 
I should speak louder. Where? When you when you reflect back on all the things that you've been through, all the things that you've done, was it all worth it? Yeah, I'd say so. Why? Why are you hesitant? Um, I'm not, I'm not I'm not at the stage that I want to be at. Um, but no, it's definitely worth it. Like when I when I look beyond um, financials or whatever. Um, I've made a, a way bigger impact than I even realized um, in, like, other people's lives. And to me, that's, that's like, priceless, mm-hmm. right? So I think, like, I wouldn't change anything um, because if I did change anything, there's a lot of people's lives in here that would be different as well. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you a story, and I don't know how you'll take it. Yeah, yeah. But we started this two years ago. Yeah. At the beginning, we made a list, me and him, and we sat down and we're like, who do we want to talk to? And who, <laughs> who, like you know, Drake was on that list. Right? Cole's on that list. A lot of people are on the list. Elon's on that list. But we were like, okay, we can't really go to Toronto. We don't have the budget to fly to Toronto yet. <laughs> who in the city do we want to talk to? First you were, name. You were on the list. Yeah, and, much I, and like, <laughs> and, and we and even sitting here, and I'm glad we got to do it for our hundredth. And I think it's just a well-rounded story, but. I just wanted to let you know that. I don't know how that impacts you, no, nor, that, but that's like, amazing, man. Yeah. but because we went to, you know, we heard your name through Dakota, went to Jonas, you cut our hair, look fresh, yeah, yeah. followed your journey throughout when you opened Swish, went to Jason, and and just seeing you grow and all your different ventures, especially, I just wanted to say, yo, I respect you, yo, much I, love. I appreciate it, much I, love, bro. <laughs> as an entrepreneur, like, yes, exactly. especially like, you know, coming as like me ourselves like immigrants like yeah. making it out and you know grinding it out you're leading the path for the future generations of winnipeg and the talent out there to chase their dreams mm-hmm. and that's that's insane man like bro the <laughs> amount of times i i come up to you and like i was like yo let's get on the pod no, man let's get to get the pod the thing the thing is like man i've been trying to get on the podcast for a long time yeah but it's just like to me, it's like you get to do this once, yeah. right? And like yeah. no, first impressions don't. are first impressions are like everything to me. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome back anytime. <laughs> I just I just didn't want I just didn't want my first impression on the podcast to be like half-assed or like not at all, not 100. percent at all. But you guys you guys got that point across to me. It's like yo, let's just do this. Um, be authentic as you can, and, and that's why you're so, real. So that's why we're here. Yeah. W- are we missing a part of the story? Like <coughs> it went through your beginnings. You started in your schools, high schools. You open your first shop. What's what's the major part? I just it's very personal. (laughs) As much as 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 much as you want to share, yeah. (laughs) Um, I think every great entrepreneur um goes through some sort of adversity or trauma that gives them the drive and motivation and feel to go after their dreams. Right, I feel that, and uh, yeah, a big part of what's missing in this story is the adversity and traumas that I had to endure uh, coming up, and that's what made me who I am mm-hmm. at a very young age. Um, I don't know if I want to break it down on this podcast. Yeah, no, I, might, no. I, might, I might drop into the tears and shit if I <laughs> really go into it. It'd be great um, for the content. No, <laughs> I'm, <just> <laughs> <laughs> no I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hold on. Everyone has something that like really drives them. No, I feel you. I feel you. No, yeah. I agree. So, I agree. There, there's a reason you get up in the morning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I, I feel that too. Yeah. So I, I can relate on that level. Yeah, yeah. And I think, what are you guys doing here? They're fixing it so it gets <laughs> right to his mouth. Yeah. 
That's what happens when you go a little too long. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk uh, another thing I, I think many people struggle with was, was the pandemic. Yes. Right? Yes. That's also a... How how was let's that? Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah let's yeah, talk about that's missing. That's missing for sure. The ability to adapt and the ability to continue fighting through, especially those moments where it affects everyone. Yes, that's also important. Talk yes. about that. Uh, yeah, that's massive. So when we opened the shop, it was 2019. Um, if we if we all we all know it's COVID 19, right? <laughs> so that was the year. Yeah, that also shut us down, right? So we just opened. I just had a baby. I got all these new buyers. Um, no clients. And then we're going through, going through, and then we get shut down, mm-hmm. right? So now, this is the first time in my life where I woke up and my job was illegal, right? Hair, yeah. Cutting hair was illegal. <laughs> let's get that straight. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's let, let that sink in. That's crazy. Okay? Let that sink in, I right? never thought about cutting it that way. Cutting hair wow. was illegal. I might as well have been a drug dealer. But <laughs> anyways, so, so that, was, that struck me crazy because I was like, I have all these things to pay, all these bills, but, like, I can't even do anything to, to work, even pay towards that, right? Uh-huh. So then that was super stressful. Um, I was paying out of pocket for a long time. Uh, we got the government aid, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, the government aid helped us a lot mm-hmm. to stay afloat. So we used that to stay afloat. Um, but, yeah, we were basically locked down for, like, I think it was, like, Solid year, man. Yeah, easily yeah. a year. Yeah. So I'd say like, a while. yeah, within the last two years, we maybe got half. So we paid double the amount of bills, worked half. Yeah. Um, but it was also beneficial, right? And why it was beneficial is because people didn't get haircuts for it. Right? <laughs> yeah. If you got a haircut, <laughs> like you were getting roasted. Cause <laughs> like, like, you can't hide that shit. Yeah. I, was, I was close to buzzing. <laughs> I, was buzz- I was about to buzz, yeah. Nah, if you had a fade, it better have been from your mom. <laughs> yeah. like, Trust me, bro, my... My uncle cut my hair. I never let him touch my hair after that's, that, that's bro. What I'm saying. I was like, this ain't switch quality. That's, that's hilarious. I would get a haircut and be like, oh, my mom did this, bro. That's <laughs> hilarious. That's hilarious. At one point, I wanted to teach myself how that's to what cut. I'm, that's yeah. what I'm saying. People, people were like, like, haircuts were illegal. Like, it's fucked up. Haircuts were illegal, bro. If you had a fade, you were a criminal. Like, you fucking did something. You cannot. You did some, yeah, you did some criminal you. activity, bro. Damn. Yeah, so. <laughs> The so cops pull you over for a fade, for bro. A fade, bro. Like, Where'd you get this haircut? Looking yeah. too nice, yo. Yeah, you get a ticket. So, <laughs> so like, it was beneficial because no one got haircuts. So then, like, for when we did open up, mm-hmm. that that problem of not having clients wasn't a problem. No yeah. So that was great because our phone was banging. Everybody needed cuts. Um, the rush would come through. And we just needed that one rush because... Just like how, anything, if you try something for the first time and you like it, you're going to come back, right? Yeah. So like, we needed that first rush. We, we um, really seized that opportunity, did our best service, um, gained returning clientele, right? So then that helped us a lot. So it was just making it through that, that year was the hard part. But once we made it through, I was like, just very grateful that we were still alive even because I've seen so many businesses have to shut down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of empty stores. It was just sad, right? So it was just a terrible time for everybody, honestly. I, I complained about it a lot to myself, um, pertaining to myself, because my job was illegal, but honestly, it affected everybody, right? So, yeah, yeah. So that's what kind of got me through it. I was like, man, everybody's going through this right now. So it's not just us, you know? Man, throughout this whole journey, I'm sure you've definitely learned a lot. Yeah. You've sacrificed everything pretty much. Yeah. Is there any advice you can give to the listeners out there who um, want to pursue the entrepreneur journey? I would say 
um, the first thing I want to say is if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Ah. Mm. Okay, so, so that's something that um, I really learned. So if, before anything, um, definitely have a plan um, in mind, right? Um, don't just, just jump into things like I did. Um, I mean, that's an aspect of it that is going to help you too, but like, but really have a plan first because without a plan, you don't even know what the you're working towards. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is um, find something you enjoy doing. Um, don't, don't build a business on something that you hate, right? <laughs> so definitely be, find something that you're passionate about before you pursue any type of business um, because you're really going to have to love it to endure all that shit that I talked about, right? Mm-hmm. So like um, my love for hair, my love for empowering people, my love for teaching is what got me through all those hard times and those adversities that made me want to keep going. So definitely find something you truly, truly, truly love first mm-hmm. um, before you pursue anything. And then another thing would be, um, yeah, don't, don't take advice from people who haven't done uh, what you've done, all right? Because it's just going to make you go in circles. Uh, if you're taking ad- advice from mom on, on how to, you know, run a million-dollar business, like, and she's never done it, like, you, you're probably going to do whatever mom's doing, you know, like, yeah. end up doing whatever she's doing, right? So mm-hmm. definitely um, take advice. Find mentors, too. I feel like that's a major thing that I didn't do um, was find a mentor, somebody who's already done what I've done and give you the cheat codes, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that that'd be, like, a huge thing, too, is finding, finding – or even if you don't find a mentor, find someone that inspires you and is, is like, doing things that you want to do, right? And then they, they can provide that example for you. Uh, whether it be personal or from afar. Down. Yeah. All right. I any, think any questions, Ethan? Yes. I'll I'll do it for the audio. Ritik asked, do you plan on taking this and expanding it? One hundred percent. So um, this is the foundation um, of our brand, right? So this is where it's all beginning. Um, but we have a lot of heavy hitters in the shop. A lot of people are are um, going to be able to to level up, take that next step. So um, I'm not worried about having the people anymore. Um, I'm more so focusing on documenting everything I'm doing right now um, in paper so that, like, let's say, for example, like um, the process of hiring, the process of buying equipment, the process of greeting people, having scripts, the process of uh, answering the phones and, like, all those little things I want to be able to, like, have in a manual so yeah. that, like, when we do expand, like, if we do it seamlessly. Mm. Right, so so that's that's the the thing I'm working on right now is trying to systemize everything, exactly. right? So then that we can replicate it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the main thing. And then second thing is um, an issue that I've I've kind of like came across like with the expansion is that we're gonna need barbers, we need all these people, right? So then I want to my big goal right now is to start a accredited barber school. So I want to uh-huh. be able to, like, start a school that actually accredits people to cut hair. Because mm-hmm. right now we're going through some bullshit course for a year, and they're yeah. coming out and they still don't know how to cut hair, right? Whereas, like, you come to my course and you could, uh, you know, shadow me or learn with me for two weeks and actually learn how to cut hair mm-hmm. um, and, and go off on the floor and, and do that. But the only problem was that is that my certificate doesn't mean Yeah, how do you, yeah. Get, how do you get them? Uh, so how do you get that is, like, I got to go through school and, Mm-hmm. all that stuff so i think that's gonna be my next journey um very smart I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna pursue um and yeah i just basically at this point in my life um i'm gonna be more focused on selling my brain and not my time wow yeah. so i'm gonna basically start up that academy 
that'll train all the barbers we need. And then as we open more shops, we'll be able to Sorry. continue yeah. to build. And yeah. And yeah. I definitely want to get um, more shops out of the city too. For sure. Um, yeah. Franchises. Yeah. yeah. Franchises. Yeah. All that stuff. That's dope. What's your favorite shoe here? Favorite shoe here. You got on some nice pairs. You got um, the Jordan. I don't, I don't know what shoes I wear. Jordan threes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I wear Vans, bro. Like yeah. <laughs> I wear Vans too. I wear Vans. Too. I wore the Steph Curry's for Steph Blair. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, my favorite shoe is behind uh, him right there. Yeah, you can pick it up. Uh, I don't want to ruin it. No, it's all good. So if you look closely, Sheesh. who's that? That's Kobe. Right. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. Oh damn! That's big Kobe. Damn. So that shoe, I want to say, is my favorite. Kobe is like a big, big Whoa. person in my life for sure. Are these custom? No. 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 Yeah. This is a, that's an actual shoe. Wow. Yeah. This is called the Kobe Air Force One. <laughs> Kobe Air Force One. <laughs> How much do you go for? I think like upwards of a thousand. I think when he, when he first died though, they were going dummy. But I'm not. Put gonna, that in your pocket, I'm not real quick. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that's yeah. sick. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, I. Uh, we're close. One more question. Who have you cut hair or for? Like a oh, most, I want a good question. Recently. Yeah, go ahead. List like your top five or something that have you've you, cut. Okay, hair okay. For. So there, there's barbers out there, and I'm sure you know them. They cut like celebrities' hair and they get a bag. Can you talk about that? Like, what? How, like, what's the biggest bag somebody's willing to pay for a haircut? Like, is ten grand like a lot? For That's a hair, a lot, bro. I've never seen that. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Okay, I don't. I, I was just throwing. I was just throwing it up. Ten grand for a haircut? It hit me up. <laughs> hey Drake. I hey Drake. Be there. Okay, okay. How I don't give a shit. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> how much? How we'll much? come film it. <laughs> how much would Drake charge for a haircut? What do you think? I don't know. Or don't how know. much would who has who else is big? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, bro. Because okay. you guys are the thing is like, the thing is we're coming from Winnipeg. Yeah. There's right? not many like what's name me some celebrities. Uh, Why shout out Obi? Yeah, Obi. Oh yeah, Obi made it. Yeah, I cut Obi. I cut Obi. Let's go. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yo, funny story about Obi actually, bro. This one Obi made me not want to cut hair in my house no more. Actually, we're gonna clip that. (laughs) (laughs) Obi, if you're listening, I remember one time I was sleeping. I remember I told Obi it was my first cut in the morning. I was like, "Yo, come at ten, right? It's like nine thirty. Obi comes upstairs to my room. <laughs> I'm in my boxers <laughs> under the blanket. And he's like, yo. <laughs> I was dead, bro. I was like, yo, I'm not cutting hair at home anymore. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, but man. Obi's on the list. Obi's okay. a celebrity now. Yeah, so, of course. But Obi did not give me a bank. <laughs> no. But yo, shout out Obi, bro. Love you, bro. Who, who are some who are some people you've cut? Like, do you have a wall? Um, like a, did you used to have a wall of like Polaroids? I don't know. I uh, remember we, that. We just had Polaroids like on the on the fence and stuff. Uh-huh. But, um, but no, bro. Like honestly, I haven't cut too many celebrities. Just bombers, um, NFL players, I mm-hmm. guess. Like who went off to NFL? Um, but yeah, bro. There's not much. Like, do you want NBA to? Players. Oh, of course. Yeah, I would love to. But um, it's not something I'm gonna devote my life to. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna devote my life to chasing around to cut somebody's hair. Sure. Um, so it's not really a, a big thing. If it falls in my lap. I'll take it, but it's it's not something that I, I um, aspire to do. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be very cool. Yeah, yeah, super cool to do, but um, but no. And the biggest bags I've ever got have come from people you will never know, <laughs> like, like people but who yeah. never want to be known Facts. or like or whatever. You know, that's what we got over here, right? right? So, mm. Yeah. So like, yeah. We're approaching the end of our episode. I don't know how long we've gone, we've been going, yeah, but yeah. it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything you want to touch on? That anything you think that maybe we missed and that you really want to share with? 
share with the world? Um, advice, um, stories, lessons, lessons. I'm sure we're gonna get you back on because you <laughs> <laughs> this, we just scratched the Yo, surface. This is scratch the surface. Yeah. I know this guy's got stories and stories on stories that I really want to hear. But part two coming soon. Maybe whatever ten o'clock at night is probably. Not. I think. Um, I guess all I can say is, um, I, I, I mean, actually, I, I say this a lot. I'm like, I always say I'm grateful. I'm so grateful to even be on earth, right? Because, mm-hmm. man, we, I feel, I feel like we were so busy in life, we never really think about what was life before life. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I actually have thought about that. Don't get me started, bro. <laughs> I'm just about it right now. <laughs> it's like, bro, like, we had, like, our sperm cell. Yeah, <laughs> had, had to beat um, like millions, millions, millions of like, bro. I wrecked you guys. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening like, to this, you bro, made it. Too. Like, if your dad was like, you know, moved a little different. Yeah, bro, anything, bro. Yeah. Like, like the fact that we're here right now, I'm just so grateful, bro. Like, we're like, on a we're on a floating rock. Yeah, and in I, the middle of yeah, <laughs> and I think I think having gratitude yeah. is like will bring you th- take you through a lot of. You know, like, like, just wake you up in the morning and say, you know, instead of I have to do this, I have to do this, I get to get do this, to you know, this. like little things like that. Um, just being grateful and humble. Like the fact that you even here is just one in a million, literally. Right. So, so mm-hmm. the, that back alone is already such a blessing, bro. Crazy. such a yeah. blessing, regardless of success, failure, whatever, bro. Like the fact that we get to experience human being a human and fucking be on earth is just amazing. Right? And it's finite. You never yeah, know. That's what I'm saying. You never know. Yeah. So make the most. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, everybody dies. So can do, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Bro. Like, we're all gonna die. <laughs> all right. On that note, <laughs> right I, think that, end off the I think that the perfect way to end off the podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to check out Regan. We'll tag yeah. him in the description below. Come to Swish, get a haircut, support the brand, man. Continue to inspire That's others. Crazy. We're live every Tuesday morning at eleven thirty a.m. on the UMFM radio station one hundred one point five FM. We're on all streaming platforms: Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, all that. And until next time, peace. I told you we we're number one, baby. I told Woo! you. One. Let's go. <laughs> Bless, That's please. a wrap.